Daniel Fitzmorris on WNHH LP 103.5 Community Radio. Thanks, Harry. Welcome again to another episode of Art Beat. Uh, I'm Daniel Fitzmorris, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater New Haven, and we're live at a different time on WNHH at 103.5. And just so you know, um, you can always listen to older episodes of this and all of our shows on WNHH as a podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And today, it's it's a I'm excited to uh, bring some theater to the airwaves, um, especially some theater education with Maddie Ardito. Hello. Hey, everybody. So, um, best thing to do, because I know you, is, is it for you to introduce yourself to... Um, I didn't say anything about you yet. So what would you say to introduce yourself to the world? Hi, uh, my name is Maddie Ardito, and I'm currently the Director of Education at Long Wharf Theater. Um, I grew up in the area. I grew up in Hamden, Connecticut, and have been a theater artist in the area for about um, nine years now. Uh, And I've gotten a great chance to work with lots of amazing people from Collective Consciousness Theater to the International Festival of Arts and Ideas, Co-op High School, the Schubert Theater, um, and now Long Wharf Theater. So I'm I'm really excited to be here and to have a great conversation. You've been everywhere. Though. Everywhere. So where, <laughs> when you were growing up in Hamden, were you a, a theater kid? I was. I was. I started doing theater in middle school. You didn't school. take any offense to that terminology. No, I didn't. <laughs> I love theater kids. Those are my people. <laughs> um, it, I started theater in, in middle school. I started on um, a stage crew at Hamden Middle School, really building sets and being being the behind-the-scenes person. Mm-hmm. And that was after many years of trying different sports and musical instruments, and none of it really stuck or or held my passion or interest until I found theater um, because there are just so many different things that you can do as a theater artist mm-hmm. that no one day is the same right. and for me that was really exciting and ideal right and so then you went on and you stuck with it you mm-hmm. you or you came to it later were you a theater student were you a theater kid in college <laughs> yes i was i i went to yukon i got my ba in theater studies there and got to work with a lot of really amazing people um, and get some great professional training through the through the theater program that's connected to Connecticut Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did discover in my senior year that I wasn't feeling as passionate about it. Um, I felt like the work that we were producing wasn't my style of work. I, I was really interested in more message-driven and thought-provoking mm-hmm. um, performances and productions So it was really exciting for me when I moved back home and I learned about Collective Consciousness Theater, which is a social change theater company in New Haven. Um, And I started working for them in 2009, right after I graduated college. Mm -hmm. As I started as a stage manager, then I turned into a teaching artist, then I turned into the education director. um, And now I sit on the board of directors and support the, the company in a different way. But that was really mm-hmm. how I found my foothold in theater education mm-hmm. was going into schools for after school programs and and meeting as many young people as possible and just finding ways to engage them in theater that not only trains them in theater, but really gets them to think actively about their community and and what they might like to see change. Right. Right. That's a lot to crack open. Yes, it the is. The one thing I thought about was why... <laughs> 
you know, why, um, what, what motivates a theater artist to live in New Haven rather than mm. live in New York, rather than live in LA? That's a really great question. I think for myself and for many of my my colleagues and theater enthusiasts around the area, we we see a really vibrant arts community in New Haven um, that allows you to really explore your personal interest and your passion and to create deep connections with other theater artists um, that I'm sure you could find in New York, but the the pace of New York City is not my style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, I was really interested in finding ways that I could connect deeply with the both the arts community and the education community. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect place to be doing that. There's just so much that's happening in New Haven that's really exciting. And I find that people's minds are really open to the possibilities of, of collaboration and of really learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's true. I mean, mm. I haven't stopped working since I got home. So, and that's, that's a message a, to that's, send home to the kids. Yes. You can <laughs> get jobs in theater. <laughs> you can pay the bills with theater. <laughs> so then if you, so you kind of, you identified your hometown and mm-hmm. kept it mm-hmm. as your hometown. So then speak a little bit more about that. Um, you alluded to sort of like your purpose, like your sense of, 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 artist purpose Mm -hmm. like what you bring to your work as a theater artist Mm -hmm. and an educator that you found distinctly different uh or that you wanted to explore absolutely so i i really find that myself as a theater artist i'm not just interested in the the artistic and creative portion of of what i do i've always found that theater is a tool that can really teach us how to live our lives how to creatively problem solve, how to build relationships with other people um, and, and how to, you know, just really engage in the truth that we all exist in. Um, I, all of my friends who do theater know that theater really holds a mirror up to what we do in Mm -hmm. the world um, and can really challenge those notions and make us feel all of the feelings. Um, and that's what excites me about theater the most is really opening up what is happening in the world, whether it's internally or or out, you know, on a more macro level um, and and getting people to have conversations and to take action. And that that's what's most exciting for me as a theater artist and that's part of the message that I've been trying to continue to bring into the work that we do at Long Wharf Theater. Um, our goal is really to promote creativity, empathy, and teamwork in everything that we do. And I think that that sets us apart from a lot of other theater programs because those are actually the cornerstones of what mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. They're not just secondary lessons. It's Those are things that we actively talk about in every workshop in every class in every um, long-term exposure and and when we're talking to anybody about the work that we do right so for someone who has no idea what Longworth theater is mm. how would you summarize it sure someone who has no idea okay humanity. i'll do my best <laughs> so long Wharf is one of connecticut's regional theater companies we are a producing theater house so we have Uh, a season that contains six shows and almost all of those shows are shows that we completely produce in our space. So we have an entire team of people all year long that are building those shows, getting them into the theaters. 
We hire in all of the actors, directors, designers to come and specifically design shows for Mm -hmm. our space. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we do have touring shows that come through, but I think that's one thing that really sets us apart from some of the other work that people are doing. Um, And our, our mission is really to create reflection and discourse Just like I was talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to be producing shows that are asking life's essential questions and are really getting our audiences to think very deeply about what each production means to us. Um, And we host talkbacks after every show where we can actually have those conversations with the audience members. Mm -hmm. Um, And our hope is that we're always producing work that's either revisiting and reimagining the classics or really developing world premieres that can then go off and have life elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, this year we had three world premieres out of our, out of our entire season, which is pretty exciting. Quite a few. Yes. And for someone who has no idea what the Longworth theater is, they will know it's between Ikea and Jordan's. Yes. Just follow the taco trucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's it's it was the original placemaking project yes. <laughs> to to jump in right there next to the sausage factory. Yes. Um. So then, so then, but as you said though, mm-hmm. you know, the mission is also related to education. So your that's and that's your whole world. Yes. So what what are the components for that? Yes. So our our education department is comprised of. We have three teaching artists, an education programs manager, and then myself, the director of education. And we have programs that reach over 6,000 students a year. Mm. So we do that through our student theater series, which are three shows in the season that are dedicated to having 11 a.m. student matinees where people can um, schedule their classes to come and see shows at Long Wharf. Mm -hmm. And with those, we develop a video study guide, which is a behind the scenes documentary of the whole production process from start to finish mm-hmm. with rehearsal room footage, interviews with actors, directors, designers, um, and then shop footage showing so they get how to watch sh- that at school exactly. and get all amped up. Yes. They get then... a whole bird's eye view of how the production comes together and all of the important mm. players, which I think is really exciting because it also shows all of the different careers that you can have in theater. It's not just acting and directing and designing, but there are many other components that go into making shows happen. Mm -hmm. Um, We also create a dramaturgical packet that has activities that teachers can use before Mm -hmm. the students come to the theater. And we do two-day residencies that surround the show. So we'll go and visit schools before and after they see the play to actively get them up on their feet and really engage in the questions and the concepts that the, the well, play so as addresses. As a student, as a, as a little, I mean, what age are we talking about? We're, it depends on the show. Yeah. This year was mostly middle school and high school, um, but we have had shows that have been appropriate for elementary school students. But even at that, as a middle schooler, then you get to watch this, you know, behind, uh, behind the music of mm-hmm. how it all happens mm-hmm. And maybe your teacher has walked you through a bunch of activities mm-hmm. and then teaching artists come twice and yes. also um, get you up and active in that. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Before you even walk into the theater. Exactly. And we're really hoping that we can engage all different types of learners. Um, I know myself as as a young person maybe wouldn't be so excited about reading a packet while other students might be really excited about mm-hmm. that. 
Um, I really enjoyed getting up on my feet and and exploring things physically. But then again, there are other students who mm-hmm. might be more shy about that type of thing. So we're we're really trying to seek out as many different ways as possible mm-hmm. to engage everyone in some way or in many ways, um, which is which is pretty exciting. Uh, we also do in-school and after-school programs with mm-hmm. anyone who's interested in a theater program at their school. And those can range from an after-school drama program all the way to an anti-bullying program. So mm-hmm. we, we really find different ways that we can use theater as a tool. Um, and the, the final thing that we have are studio school and summer camps, and those are classes mm, that happen at Long the Wharf Theater. Yes, it's the summer camp season, and we're so excited. Uh, we just purchased a lot of really fun toys for summer camp. Yes, so. of course, <laughs> of course. We are very excited. Um, and so we we have acting classes, we have playwriting classes, all different ki- types of uh, things that students can engage in. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a great audition workshop um, that was over the course of seven weeks where we had high school students come in um, and we walked them through the whole audition process from start to finish from creating your resume to taking headshots we had one of our staff Mm -hmm. members come in and take headshots of them that's important we trained them in a puck monologue from a midsummer night's dream and a really funny david ives quirky Mm -hmm. um, monologue more contemporary piece um, and we, we taught them how to walk into the room and greet, greet mm. their auditioners. And then at the end of the, the program, they actually auditioned for a few Long Wharf staff members, our associate uh. producer, our director of marketing, and somebody from the education department. So they, they really got the full spectrum of what mm. an audition might look like. And I can, you probably know, Mandy, like who are some of the, Long Wharf has had so many famous mm-hmm. um, actors there. What are like three of them? Um, off the top of my head, we had Mia Farrow recently, mm-hmm. Brian Dennehy, Al Pacino, John Lithgow. So how cool to be like a, to be <laughs> yeah. a, a high school student and share, you know, essentially the same hollowed rehearsal room, exactly. right? As all of these people um, mm-hmm. who came before them. Yeah, and as you walk through our hallways, there are pictures all mm-hmm. all up along the walls where we we encourage our students to to walk up and down and really look at them and they often recognize different people from different productions depending on on what they've seen before so it's it's very exciting for them mm-hmm. when they can recognize faces or even have classes happening at the same time as some of right. those famous people who are rehearsing in the next room over right that's, I'm sure that will come up. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure that will come up. Yes. <laughs> That's wild. So you're doing summer camp stuff this summer? We are, yes. We have both middle school and high school camps, and we have one writer's camp. That's for both age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have two performance-based camps that we'll be having at our space over the summer, one for middle school and one for high school. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll be adapting children's books to mm-hmm. um, perform for, for a very young audience. And I think it'll be really exciting. So, so our hope is that we can really focus on process over product. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of students are really interested in engaging in a big sparkly musical production. And we're not as interested in that avenue. We're more interested in really teaching them the whole production process, 
why it's important to build relationships with your ensemble, mm -hmm. how to really explore and dive into a character and how to make choices when you're on stage. Mm -hmm. we're, we're much more interested in our students making their own choices than us telling them what to do mm. because they always have better ideas than we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And they might be coming from their high schools where they have sparkly mm -hmm. productions in the spring, mm -hmm. um, but maybe didn't get as much time to be creative. Exactly. And our, our hope is to give them as much one-on-one -on -one time mm -hmm. and real time to think and create as possible because those are the most rewarding productions. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully through that process, as we get to know our students and they keep returning, we're really giving them the tools that they need to go on to college and then out into the professional world and to right. be an independent actor right. that doesn't need um, as much support as, as you might if you were just walking through the steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, did, I was thinking about that idea about, because you've been in the position for how long? This is my first year as director of education. Okay. Last year I was education programs manager. And then, but so maybe you've seen some, like what are mm -hmm. some, like not full names, but like mm -hmm. what are some stories of students you've worked with um, that have just stuck with you, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not even just at Long Wharf, but you know, examples of how learning theater mm -hmm. has that transformative nature and also the cross sector kind of cross-pollination mm -hmm. in someone's life not just as a person on stage or even a person backstage but just as as a human yeah that's i mean i think having only two years now at long wharf i haven't been able to see the transformation as much although we do have a lot of returning students who are who are signing up for more and more classes and they're really excited about it and they've started to serve as ambassadors for what we do which is really quite exciting mm -hmm. Um, but I think my longest exposure to students was really at co-op high school mm -hmm. where I had theater students who, you know, were with me from freshman year all the way through senior year. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to see them working at the International Festival of Arts right. and Ideas where, where I was for three years with the fellows um, and, and also at Collective Consciousness Theater, quite a few of my students um, have been stage managing for collective consciousness. One is actually in one of the productions right now. Um, even though she's a senior in high school, she's wow. working with adults, which is pretty amazing. Um, and and I, there are actually quite a few who are working at Long Wharf Theater as well. So I'm now getting to work professionally with people who were formerly my students. Um, and they wouldn't they wouldn't be working with these organizations if they hadn't learned the rigor and dedication and passion that they needed to to be theater artists. Um, and I'm also seeing them in many different roles, which mm -hmm. I think theater really teaches you to do. You really have to come into the situation and be ready to learn and to just say yes, just say yes to as many things as possible. If you don't know how to do it figure it out. Um, and, and I think that really any artist can probably identify with that. Right. Well, there's um, a lot of pathways, right? Exactly. It's not just the prescribed one or the one you might've thought about when you right. were 11. Uh, it changes and it, and it moves through different phases mm -hmm. um, probably really quickly for some people. Absolutely. Right? That's, that is always wild when you see people that were your students who are then becoming your peers yes now they're learning to call me maddie instead of miss ardito <laughs> which is really fun 
That is very true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. And I don't think um, Long Wharf hasn't announced their season yet next year. Not they? yet. It's top secret. But you probably have top secret plans. I mean, not, not naming specific shows, but, you mm-hmm. know, kind of you're new to your work at mm-hmm. Long Wharf. Um, there's lots going on. There always has been. Mm-hmm. And I think the educational focus has always been part of the work but mm-hmm. you know what what would you do if you could not naming specific <laughs> shows or things that are there but what are some kind of opportunities that you're thinking about or um you're looking at um especially under that lens of like mm-hmm. making um some social change happen too yeah that's a really good question um i i can't name any titles uh, mostly because i don't know them yet <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think that as, as the education director, I'm really pushing for the work that we're doing in the education department to be as closely tied to our season as possible. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our studio school classes might be themed by the productions that are happening, whether it's a farce or a really deep existential play. Like this year we had Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had an, a world premiere of Steve Martin's new new play, Meteor Shower. Right. Um, and so we've really been trying to tap into the styles of the productions. Um, if it's a world premiere, really focusing on the process of developing a new play, Um, which is really complicated and a lot of work. And I think it's really exciting for young people to, to realize that process Mm -hmm. and to understand that when they're writing a play, it might take years. It could take years to really, yes. Yeah. A whole lifetime um, to, to make that play happen. And, and so our hope is that we are, are both tying our work into the season, but also the, that the work in the education department is equally inspiring to the rest of the theater. We, you know, we really want that to happen so that we are engaging people that the theater wants to engage and that we're introducing the the theatrical world to New Haven and to the surrounding That's towns. Right, and that, you know, we didn't talk about that. I mean, you mentioned the 6,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where do where do your students come from? Where do those 6,000 6, young people come from? a lot of from? students. Um, many of them come from New Haven specifically. Mm-hmm. We, we have a great cohort of about 25 to 30, depending on the day, um, teachers that participate in an educator's laboratory mm-hmm. that we have at Long Wharf Theater three times a year. It's a professional development program that is tied into our student theater series. Mm-hmm. So we actually have K through 12 teachers Um, who come from public schools, private schools, charter schools, all over. Um, And they come three times a year to get professional development Mm -hmm. from both our staff, but also different theater artists that we hire in to come and and play with our teachers. Um, And we're really hoping that we're adding to their teaching toolbox, Mm -hmm. giving them creative exercises that they can incorporate into a science lesson, a math lesson, um, or really anything that they're doing. And those teachers bring their students to our student theater series shows. We also, if, uh, for instance, if you're a kindergarten teacher, you're not going to come to Samuel Beckett's Endgame with right. your students. Um, but what we not do, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it, um, although they might get something interesting out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who doesn't love a field trip? Yes. <laughs> um, so we also, we have, through that program, we have a partnering artist in residence program where we'll go and we'll visit schools once a month. Mm-hmm. And we will work with the students and the teachers um, in arts integrated lessons. So we work very closely with those teachers to look at their curriculum and see how we might be able mm-hmm. to incorporate theater into that. Um, so we have about eight schools that are participating in that program this year. We have about, uh, 10 to 15 total schools that are participating in ed lab. Um, and then we have, uh, all of our in-school and after-school programs that we're doing. We're working with Edgewood, um, Roberto Clemente. We're working at Harborside in Milford. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're really all over the place with that. Um, we also have our moments and minutes spoken word and visual art festival. We're in our third year of that program, um, where we will work with students to really ask them a question that they Mm -hmm. can create art based around. And this year's question is, what do you wish for? So our Mm. hope is that they really think very deeply about that question. Yeah. You get it right away. Um, so we, when we ask them that question, I always like to say, you know, we're not asking you what you would wish for if you could rub a genie lamp and ask for a million dollars. Um, we really want you to think deeply about what's happening in your community and in the world. High school students or middle school students. They're K through 12. K to 12. What do you wish for? My goal is to have a kindergartner on stage this year. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're very actively. When is this um, coming up? It is on May 19th. Oh, wow. May 19th in the evening. It's open to the public. Um, and we'll have about 20 students performing and then we'll be showcasing the rest of the students visual artwork. Um, but we have about 90 students that have submitted work already. and yes, already. And we've gone into dozens of schools to both, um, help students to start generating that work and then to audition any students who are interested in performing on, on the evening of moments and minutes. Um, so we, we have a lot of different programs that Mm. we, we get into schools in different capacities. Um, and then also just bringing a lot of students into the theater. But it's always so exciting to see kids perform. Um, and it's always so informative, I think for adults to see the sort of freedom and Mm -hmm. flexibility and, and, and bold ambition Mm -hmm. that. Or, or just nervous ambition mm-hmm. yes, can, yes. can put on the stage is that rawness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, it's very easy to underestimate both the creativity and, and wisdom of young people. Um, it blows me away every single time I ask students to create an original piece with, with some kind of prompt, what they come up with. Um, because I think that they have seen a lot, they have heard a lot, and and it's easy to think that they're not engaged or that they're not aware of what's going mm-hmm. around them because you see their heads in their phones all mm-hmm. the time. Um, As if our heads weren't. Uh, well, I try to stay conscious of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you pick your head up. <laughs> you can meet so many new people. Um, but it's it, it always blows me away. It it brings me to tears, both sadness and joy. Um, they are powerful. They have a voice. They, they have amazing things to say. And we can learn a lot mm-hmm. by, by listening. Yes. 
Well, I have two other questions. As long as we've covered like mm-hmm. the scope of it, I know it's a whole lot. Yeah. And it'd be exciting to see what next season holds mm-hmm. and then how you adapt all of that too. Mm-hmm. But huge pivot, not <laughs> mm, that huge, because okay. you've talked about things that just, and I didn't even, I should have been thinking about this or prepped you for this. But you mentioned, you know, how theater is a, is a mirror mm-hmm. and, um, it's discourse and reflection mm-hmm. and obviously you're you're a um you're a passionate artist in your own right but a lot of next year for many mm-hmm. arts organizations is hanging in the balance um, with the white house mm-hmm. and and i know long wharf is a recipient specifically of national endowment for mm-hmm. the arts funding um the work that's happening at the state level mm-hmm. is also really complex mm-hmm. and what's happening with educational funding mm-hmm. for public schools, which has mm-hmm. pluses and minuses depending mm-hmm. on uh, what district you live in. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard time in the public sphere mm-hmm. um, when talking about that. So how do you, I mean, you already said a lot of things mm-hmm. that I think are like gems, mm-hmm. but you know, when approached with this feeling in the public world, you know, in the front page of the paper mm-hmm. that the arts doesn't matter or has, um, it can be eliminated. Um, what, why, why not? That's a really big loaded question, <laughs> but it's something that I think about every single day. And I think that Agreed. It, it's actually in some of my earliest memories of even just being in music class in elementary school hearing about the the fact that our music class might be cut. I I have very vivid memories mm. from a very early age of this fear of arts programs being cut. And and I think that that is something that is really scary um because I know and I've seen how how engaging in the arts can change people's lives. And it is something that is obviously very ingrained in what I do, both in the education world and in the artistic world. Um, but I think that we, we've all seen the repercussions of when arts programs get cut and when things get really tough in, in those times when these programs are gone, what's the first thing that we bring back? We bring right. back the arts. We right. bring them back to heal communities, to make everything more beautiful and to to create conversations based around really tough topics. I think that, you know, some of the the people that reach out to me the most are people that are in need of change, people that are in need of a new creative outlet that they can explore really difficult deep issues, mm-hmm. whether it's racial injustice, whether it is mental health and how it affects our everyday lives mm-hmm. um, or whether it, there's some, some huge conflict in the community and they need new tools to work through those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I don't understand the decisions that get made because the arts are not that expensive for, for our country or for our community. They're actually probably one of the most cost effective things that we do. Um, and, and I think that if we did see this funding going away, we'd all be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we would see the, the reverberations go out much further past just the arts community. Right. And, and, and I should have said, we should have said this much sooner mm-hmm. that many of these pieces, um, 
at Longworth for education are free. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but right. many of them are free. And that's really where you start to, you know, where things start to feel a tighter squeeze. Yes. Um, I'm also so glad you took it to second grade or whenever you did. I, did. I mean, it, it, I very, very vividly remember that. I, and it's, it's not a new problem. I think that, um, the the threat to arts funding has been around for for as long Forever. as arts funding existed Forever. um and i think that our the people who are making these decisions really need to stop looking at the arts as something that's expendable it's not expendable and and we we need to acknowledge that and and own that oh and the fear mhm that's just that's so real. Mm-hmm. No, but, and you're right. It's always been there. It's never been a, the life of an artist has never been, uh, in our society, mm-hmm. you know, uh, aside from celebrity, which isn't the same thing. Right. It's not been top notch, but man, yeah, the fear starting and say, I'm with you on mm-hmm. that though. That's why I'm like, Oh, yeah. there's a whole episode that hasn't happened yet about <laughs> right. artists and fear. Yes. And, and when that all starts, cause yeah. it starts sooner than, uh, people think. I don't yeah. think that's, it's not the same when you're, uh, a little kid and you're trying to become a firefighter right. or a, 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 an engineer or a doctor. Right. 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 There's no fear. It's just right. You see the necessity, necessity, right? yeah. value. Yeah. I just think that, you know, any, anyone who questions the value of the arts hasn't fully engaged in the arts mm-hmm. and, and needs to find more experiences and ways to expose themselves to different different things, whether it's going and seeing the New Haven Symphony, whether it's going to a festival event, um, whether it's coming to Long Wharf Theater or the Schubert Theater or experiencing a class. I, I think that all of the, or creative arts workshop, mm. um, I think that that all of those things are, are really important because we're all artists. Every single person who is alive right now is an artist. Mm-hmm. And they just might not have tapped into what that creative outlet is yet. Right. Um, and we can't deny it. It's right. Great. <laughs> they just probably need to spend 10 minutes by themselves. And, exactly. <laughs> anyways. And we talked of the last question is, is mm-hmm. often the same, but it's a great question. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it at the beginning specifically as like a, you know, what draws theater artists to new Haven. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. We mm-hmm. have theater institutions mm-hmm. and, and, regional nationally recognized ones we have Mm -hmm. startup ones we have festival i mean there's Mm -hmm. so many theater opportunities Mm -hmm. um probably probably more than lots of other disciplines but specifically for you Mm -hmm. and you probably mentioned some of them already but what are some of your kind of gems your kind of new haven Mm -hmm. gems inspirations i think that's one of the reasons people live in new haven too Mm -hmm. is there are just places and Mm -hmm. people and um that keep us inspired, keep our work fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to know where those are for you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so two, two of my earliest theater memories in New Haven um, first was seeing the King and I at the Schubert with my, my grandparents and my parents. Yes. Uh, and I was really lucky to grow up in, in a family that was very engaged in the arts. They had season tickets to anything they could get their hands on. Um, I grew up at a very early age with my par- uh, my grandparents bringing us to the theater mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, so I, I think that getting to to see The King and I, which is such a big, flashy, exciting, yes. um, thrilling musical, 
um, that was very, very exciting and inspiring for me. And, and I knew when I was watching it, I was trying to figure out how everything worked. So I, I think that that was what was most exciting for me, um, was trying to figure out how everything moved around. Yeah, focus and how on people, that, not the story. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> especially now that's not my type of story. <laughs> um, but I was so focused on the technical and design yes. elements, um, that I, I kind of clocked at a very early age that that might be something that I'm interested in doing. Um, and then I actually remember going and seeing a, a play at Longworth Theater with my grandmother, who's my namesake. Um, we went on a theater date together. And I remember pulling into the, the parking lot and asking if this was the place where the theater was, uh, because anybody who has been there knows that it's uh, surrounded by lots of wonderful food produce um, yep. companies and Hummels. And yep. <laughs> uh, it doesn't quite look like a, a theater space until you get inside. Um, and I remember seeing Underneath the Lintel with her. Mm. And it was a great, beautiful one-man show. We got to have lots of really fun conversations. And that was something that was really inspiring to me. Um, and, and how I work there, which is, which is even That's more exciting. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, 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 and now as an adult, now that I'm, I'm a professional and I'm working with lots of different places and, um, what I've noticed is that the New Haven community is small, but mighty. Mm -hmm. Um, we all know each other. We've all worked with each other in some way or another, whether it's broken umbrella theater or New Haven theater company, mm -hmm. collective consciousness, um, Elm Shakespeare, we, we all know each other and we all love each other and um, really try to support each other's work. And, and I think that's what's really inspiring to me is that we're not competing with each other because mm -hmm. we all have our own style. We all, you know, we share a lot of audiences, but they're not competing. Right. Um, and I, I think that that is something that is really fantastic about the, the work that all of us do. Right. Good answers. Thanks. So stay around, stay in New Haven, <laughs> and keep it all together, and keep yes. people. If you're in the next audience, you're in audience development. You know, exactly. you're in uh, you're in uh, that R and D world, which yep. is so important, so yep. that you meet other Maddies exactly. as we move through. I'm raising Maddies, <laughs> <laughs> all different kinds. No, it's really great to talk to you and learn all of that mm. about what's going on at Long Wharf. What's the link? Where do we go? So if you go to www.longwharf.org, um, you can click on the education uh, button up at the top of the page and you can find information about all of our classes, all of our student ticket offers um, and, and the different programs that, that you can engage in. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we will do that. Please do. And we'll have you back when things are, are clear and you've got all these other plans coming. Exactly. So thanks for being here, Maddie. Thank you and for thanks to me. everybody for listening to this episode. And, and again, all of the episodes on WNHH, which is New Haven's home for community radio, are always available by podcast. Um, hope you listen and share to folks who you think would be interested in Long Wharf Theater and especially the education offerings there. See you in two weeks. Take care.